Again in the Critic Den. You know, the dungeon where we make the magic happen. The Critic Den. Michelle, do you like the Critic Den? I do not, Sam. <laughs> There's no Critic Den. It's the goddamn living room in the front of our house. It's not a living room. It's the front room. What do you call it? The front room? Yeah. The Chateau. It's not used for anything other than podcasting and, and for storage. your storage, apparently, <laughs> which is any area that you have access to in the house <clears throat> is where you keep things. I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of interests. You are terrible at organization as well. Yes. <clears throat> I would love to have a warehouse where I could just put all my shit in. And that's just my free reign. Look, you could have the whole rest of the house as long as I had one warehouse where I could just dump all my shit. You would still find places (laughs) in the house and every space to put something that you own. I'd be like, you know, now there's storage out in the warehouse, I could put a little ramp in this room. (laughs) Yeah, you're the worst. (laughs) I've never told you this, but... Oh, shit! It's fun to to go into this on the podcast. Yeah, it is. So I legitimately get mad at you when I'm cleaning the house. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you never told me that, but that's obvious. (laughs) Every time I clean, I think about how unfair things are with you and how you just don't really do much of anything and you spend all of your free time... It's like I got to work on the song or Do I got to practice for this thing. <laughs> Shut up. Stuff. Let me say there's a big ant. Flick it. Ah! Uh, you just flick that ant into my audio interface. No, it's coming back at me. It's, it wants me to do it again. <laughs> Yay, you just flicked it next to Paul. Now it's crawling at you, Paul. Paul, Paul the Paul, cat, look down. The ant. It's on your tail. Oh, yeah, it's crawling on him now. Paul, there's an ant on you. No, he doesn't know at all. It's going to go in his ear now. No, it's climbing up his tail, and now it's off of him. Everything is safe. Oh, he sees it. (laughs) He's going to fuck that ant up. So anyway, you were complaining about me? No, I just, I get very mad at you because you, uh, you just don't really do anything around the house. So when I'm cleaning... (laughs) And every little thing, because you you'll mow once every other week and you'll take you'll you'll touch the cat litter once a week and you'll take out the trash once a week, even if it needs to go out twice. (laughs) Once a week, baby. And that's all you do. And I don't think that stuff equates to everything in the house that needs picked up and cleaned regularly (laughs) i don't so i'm scrubbing your piss off of the outside of the toilet that's your piss too sure (laughs) sure and you know always always cleaning up your messes if you ever make something you don't ever take care of it you just leave it it's funny because i had a conversation once with people online And it was, I think it may have been someone else's post and it was talking about doing things 50, 50. And I said, I thought that was hilarious. And they were like, well, you know, if you, if you cook, then he cleans up. And I put so many haws haws, because that is not how it works in this house. So I'm glad that you always put so much of your energy into everything else except for things that need to be taken care of. Your face is red. <laughs> Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm do it all, Sam. 
I'm doing I, I start things and don't finish them, Sam. <laughs> that's that's who you are. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We are a review podcast where we're a couple of people who are also married to each other, clearly. Yeah, right. And, and, and uh one person does more work than the other, which is why that person let themselves get fat and not take care of themselves because they deal with depression. Anyway, uh, we review things, and this is a Sam week, and this is a short little, this is like a 15-minute album that you gave us. <laughs> I, I don't know the runtime, because there's so little information about this album, I could not find the actual runtime. There's not a Wikipedia entry for this album alone. No, but I did look up about it, and someone commented that it is 15 minutes, so... Yeah, because it's very hard to find information because I specifically looked up. Well, there are there are a lot of movie quotes, but they're from one particular movie. Yes. So I looked that up out of curiosity because I thought that was odd. And uh, (laughs) so do some other people on the Internet that think that it's weird to choose quotes from one movie from just one movie instead of multiple because a lot of you'll have that in metal oh yeah metal's huge for taking like they love horror movie clips and and you you will even do that if we if we're watching even 90 day fiance and there's some weird fucking clip or something or just some that the old gays on tiktok who i love so much uh you'll just be like i need to put that at the beginning of a <laughs> of a song and you always you'll kind of let it do its thing and then you're like go <laughs> clips, <laughs> clips and death thing. metal are one they go together like peanut butter and jelly it really seems to be the case it's always like your suffering will be legendary even in hell it's all stuff like that there's a band called uh mortician mm-hmm. they literally play like minute and a half long clips of movies at the beginning of their songs that's all that's a lot it's intense it's really intense. that's a little excessive but i don't think we've even mentioned what we're talking about this week no we haven't we're talking about a little band that they like to call themselves the little people the little people also known as Ed Gein. Well, they're a little band. So. Some people might say Ed Gein. I like Ed Gein because I'm pretty sure that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. I'm pretty <clears> sure <throat> that that's correct. I think it's Ed Gein. Me too. And the album is called It's a Shame That a Family Can Be Torn Apart by Something as Simple as a Pack of Wild Dogs. Now, if you're looking for this online, like I said last week, just look for Ed Gein. It's a shame. Dot, dot, dot. Because they... They shortened it. They did the Fiona Apple, as I like the to call win it. The win the pond. The win the pond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is not a lot of hey. info on this band. This band is pretty much oh, shrouded. Not even the band? You can find, like, their names and stuff, but they just seem to be, like, very anti-notoriety. That's the reason they all sing. Secrets. They all are vocalists in the thing. They felt oh, like it wasn't. I didn't know this. They feel like it's not... Uh, they don't want egos in this band, so they all share vocal responsibilities equally. There's three people in the band, drummer, guitar player, and bass player. Have they had many albums? They had three releases as Ed Gein, which would be, it's a shame that a family can be torn apart by something as simple as a pack of wild dogs in 2002, then Judas Goats and Diesel Eaters in 2005, and then they released a thing called Bad Luck in 2011. Oh, uh, it looks no. like according to they had an EP in 2016 called "Smoked" in 2016, which I have not heard. 
Okay. Well, according to lambgoat.com, Ed Gein uh, decided that they would be finished. This is, it came out in 2018, and it was talking about how... They weren't even really finished. They just decided not to be called Ed Gein anymore because they were getting to be dudes in their 30s, and were like, we can't play like this anymore. Let's slow it down, and we're going to call ourselves Shadow Snakes. These guys still play together. They just don't play as Ed Gein. They're just called Shadow Snakes, and they slowed it down. Huh. You can read interviews with them, and they'll say things like, you know, that music was written by dudes in their early 20s who had all day to practice their instruments and nonstop energy. That is not who they are anymore. They, they're like my... I think they're close to our age, so... You know how it goes in your mid-30s. You start to mellow out. You start to just be like, eh. Even one of them owns like a coffee shop now. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. There's not any... It's not a link or a hyperlink for... What is it? Shadow? I keep forgetting. Shadow snakes. Snakes. Yeah, there's not a hyperlink for it, so it's hard to... I don't know if they ever uh, released anything as Shadow Snakes. Well, there is a musical group. It looks like they've put out two albums. <clears throat> Shadow Snakes and Bad at Parties. That sounds probably like that. You want to get this album started? I do. It's very short. And this, album, this episode's going to end up being short. We're probably not going to take a break. Oh, there's no reason to. No. You guys <clears throat> will enjoy this little short episode today, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. And, and none of you are going to enjoy this music. That's correct. <laughs> the first song is called You Suck at Life, and I Don't Mean the Board Game. Yeah, here we go. So one thing I read online is that people think that the song titles are hilarious. I think they're self-indulgent. I think so. It all feels very early 20-year-olds like we're gonna be we have as, a lot to say. We're going to be as outrageous as we can. I do want to say that this first song, obviously not right now, but when it kicks back in, it raises my anxiety. Well, it's just constant. Yeah, it makes screaming. me it, it makes me feel uncomfortable inside. <laughs> Do you know what this band is to us? You know we have a history with this band, right? You and I do? You and I have a history with this band. Continue. We are in high school in the computer lab. Oh, that's what it is. You are looking up NSYNC and Justin Timberlake things, I'm, I'm sure. I'm on justintimberlake.com almost every day. And I say, hey, check out this band I just found. And I played this song for you. And you looked at me with your mouth fucking open. Okay. Like, what the fuck? It's How just can you noise. listen to this shit? <laughs> and here you are. Many years later, <laughs> having to talk about it. I love this little memory between us because it was like the first notion of what becomes our relationship and a show that we have that's based on this moment in my mind. And I've been holding on to this album since the inception you had of this show. Because of that reason or just because this album is important to you? Because this album is important to me and it's so insane. I thought you needed other death metal first. So A, be able to even potentially be able to listen to it. And B, recognize that it is not like other death metal. Yeah, the anger is supreme. (laughs) I'm talking about the fucking skill of those instruments. Which I'm sure to most people sounds just like a bunch of fucking noise. 
it, it, I, I mean, whatever he's trying to convey, which I assume is frustration. Oh, yeah, we get Donnie Darko quotes the entire. When I listened to it the first oh, time, I recognized all of them, but I couldn't remember what it was from. And then, it was just like itching at you. What it and then you said be? it, and I was just like, that's what it is. And then it all made sense because I had to watch that movie so many times with uh, my first boyfriend. He was obsessed with it. That movie is one of those movies that you see when you're younger and you're like, oh, I think it's good. And then later you're like, oh, it's just a mess. I've not seen it as an adult. I, I've thought about watching it because it's on Prime. So it is available to us. I'm all right. <laughs> but the version that I always had to see was the director cut that came oh, out. Oh, it's like extra long. And it ha- yeah, and it had extra visual things. So it was kind of spelled out more for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- because I always thought the movie was kind of confusing. But I think that all it did was kind of open up more confusion and made it more otherworldly like visually otherworldly and which was kind of odd because i don't really like things when they're like it's fine if i don't really see as much weird stuff i guess you know like sci-fi type things it looked a little more sci-fi oh it's definitely got weird sci-fi stuff and it's got like trans-dimensional wormholes going around and like the Frank stuff, talking to a trans-dimensional bunny. Well, yeah, but the director's cut had, like, visual things in it that the other ones didn't. Mm, I don't remember that much. You know what I do remember from that DVD? It was, like, extra bonus features where they, like, showed the dude at a convention. And, like, a super fan comes up and is like, I want to tell you a secret. It gets close to him and, like, kisses him and runs away. And I remember people thought it was like super real, but I always thought it was insanely fake. Man, that movie feels like a tryhard to me. Like it's very emo to me. It's very it is adolescent angst, which this album sounds like it to me too. But mm-hmm. And the screaming and the lyrics are definitely in that emotional world because, like, I mean, with titles like "The Marlboro Man is a Douchebag," there's literal lyrics are like, "You're infringing on my right to clean to breathe clean air." Like, it's twenty-year-old boys, like mm, nerds. By the way, twenty-year-old nerds who are just really good at playing their instruments. Well, <laughs> I do have to say, for me, knowing that they're Donnie Darko quotes, like I didn't really like them when I heard them, and then finding out that that's what they are, it does. You know, it it kind of diminishes it a little bit more for me. It does for me too, because that just seemed like such a fad that yeah. that it was like I'm I'm multi dimensional. I'm dark. I love Donnie Darko. Donnie yeah. Darko is my favorite movie. Oh well, aren't you fucking thoughtful? Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the that's that's what I get on this album too. And I wouldn't be surprised if even the dudes in this band would be like. I kind of wish we didn't do that. Probably we were, now. We were just obsessed with it at the time. We were mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> and that makes sense. That's why I I do understand why people want to put clips from movies in. But I, it's the whole thing when you make it about when they're all about one from one movie, but it's not about that movie. So it yeah. just seems odd yeah. to me. But I understand, like, of the quotes that they use, they're supposed to be super meaningful and stuff. And and just those, like, I don't know, almost shock factor moments. 
Yeah, I agree. But especially yeah. with the like the later one with the the mom. My dad has emotional problems. Yeah, we'll hear Stab it. My mom. I don't know. You sh- you right. sh- shouldn't have said that much. You should just let it People happen. People have seen Donnie Darko. I can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but this is also supposed to be to a show, Sam. I'm talking to you, Travis. This is supposed to be a show. <laughs> Let's go on then to the minute and forty nine second long. The Marlboro Man is a douchebag. Do you think that Travis cries during Donnie Darko? I think he masturbates because he likes Jake G. I prefer Jake Gyllenhaal dying. This song Just kidding. I have nothing against (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal at all. He seems like a wonderful human on top of being a very talented person. I don't know anything about him. He was on that John Mulaney special. And oh, he, yeah, that's right. He was hilarious. He, he was like a, more like a circus outfit or something. So is this album for you just a mess the whole time? Like, was there anything you picked up on? I'm very grateful that it is so short. I forgot that I needed to get my listens in, so I was oh. able to get... This riff fucking rules. Ah, I love it. I I mosh to myself when this riff comes on. If you would have seen me yesterday working on the ramp, you could have seen me walking around in a circle during this part. <laughs> it just made me realize that I have to choose a favorite song. Because to me, it's... You asked me if it was a mess, and I'm grateful that I was able to get my listens in in a short amount of time is what I was going to say. So I'm glad that if I have to listen to something this heavy, it's more that I'm getting tastes than feeling like I'm being suffocated by it. That makes sense. You're getting a short taste of it instead of I would being s- taken hostage by it in a way. So I do appreciate that I'm, I don't feel like I'm being taken hostage at all. So that is a very positive thing for this album that I wish more... I feel like a lot of metal that is trying to be heavy is very indulgent and so repetitive naturally that when they want to drag it out, that it's it's just too much for me. So getting just teaspoons <laughs> of each song is something that I can appreciate quite a bit from this album. That makes sense to me, too, because I... Because I don't like it. <laughs> well, I, I knew you weren't going to like this. Uh... But they they are okay. They're still looking at songwriting in a way of, well, we played that eight times, and then we played this eight times, and then we played that eight times, and then we played this eight times. It just happens that we played it three so times fast. as fast as most yeah. people would, so why would I stretch the fucking song out? The song's done. And I like it when bands do that. I it's appreciate like punk that. Bands. Some of my favorite punk bands, they're all like, it's a minute and 49 seconds. I don't need any longer. Song was done. We're over. Let's move on. New song. I, I, I like that. And you know I also do like? 16 minute long songs at the same time do you have a preference or does it just depend Uh, on the band and how it's done i writing preference i would much rather write a short quick song just serve the song it does seem like any song that makes it past seven to eight minutes oh that's a okay what oh seven to eight minutes that's already twice the length of a regular song i've written songs that didn't feel like i repeated things for a long time it's just that the riff was long enough well i thought you were gonna say five six so when you said seven eight that was just a little higher than i expected i would say if you're getting into seven minutes that's when you are indulging yourself then you are getting into 
no matter what you show me on the song, I'm going to guess that it's seven minutes. You could have, you could start cutting some shit. Yeah. Like your I wrists. can see writing a six minute long song and you really couldn't cut anything out. Maybe, but it still wouldn't sound right. But I definitely prefer, and some of my favorite songs are all like, I fucking love this album. I like this album more than most death metal I've given you. Like, I would rather listen to this than a Dying Fetus album. You just felt that I was nowhere close to being ready yet. I just feel like this is fucking crazy. It is. And it's weird, too, because I know a lot of death metal people that do not like this. They consider it hardcore. Because it's so screamy. It's not like... I cannot keep track of all of the cores. (laughs) You know, but you hear like it's more that... The only core I like is Stone Temple Pilots' first album. I thought you were going to say Apple cores. No, the core of the earth. That's where I'd like to send this album. I like. Hey, this album is great. <laughs> it's it's too heavy for up up here. It's it's perfect for down there. It's easy listening down In there. The crust. All right, let's move on to. A, I do like this album title or this song title. A way to kill old people. Yeah. Say no when they ask you to go to church. What do you think is a, a way to kill old people, Sam? Come around a corner and say boo. And they'll go, home oh, hurt. I'm saying inject them with a virus. Wait, or wait, Lysol. Wait, wait. Oh, this part rules. <laughs> is it weird to you that I do know what's going on? It has taken many listens, by the way. What do you mean, what is going on? This is not normal for even death metal people. This is chaos. It's taken a long time for me to figure out what guitar riffs are going on. Is this something that Damien likes? No, he hates it. Really? Because Damien's playing style feels more chaotic than this to me. Damien, But still, he likes the all-over, changing-things-up sort of style. This guy's just so tight at being chaotic. It sounds less chaotic than Damien's drumming. I would say this guy is tighter than Damien's drumming. Yeah, that's why it doesn't sound as chaotic to me because it's tight, I guess. But like the timing, it's like... But it all still fits, so it doesn't sound... (laughs) I feel like this is something that has... And it's no dig on Damien, but it seems like... Damien's a good drummer, yeah. No, but just, like, the style of trying to jam-pack as much, like, insanity and chaos. Well, they say it right when they flood Here the house Donnie. and tear it to shreds that, like, uh, destruction is a form of creation. So the fact that they burn the money is ironic. They just want to see what happens when they tear the world apart. So that's why I asked about him, because I know that... Shut up. I know his style is... <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I know his style is uh, just kind of trying to do as much and be, you know, trying to impress people, I think, and like yeah. put as much out there as he can do and see, I mean, test himself, challenge himself, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I didn't know if he would like something that sounded like that, because just because you keep calling it chaotic, again, I don't necessarily hear it as being, I hear it as being heavy, but not necessarily chaotic, I guess. I hear it as a dude who knows when things are in 4-4, when they're in 6-8, when they're in 3-4, and you count to this album, it's like 1-2, 1-2, 3-4, 5, 1-2, 3-4, 5, 6-7, 1-1, 1-2, 1-1, 3. I guess I almost <laughs> consider a lot of 
punk more chaotic than this. Really? Because punk's like four, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Because it's still clean, I guess. It doesn't sound like a jumbled mess. We're talking about two different things almost. I'm talking chaos and like how it was written. You're talking chaos and how it sounds. That's interesting. I never thought about it. But like I said, everything still fits, so I don't hear it that way. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it's interesting that we both are hearing it in two totally different ways. Okay. That like I can't imagine any punk album sounding or being near as chaotic as this <laughs> at all any punk album but i do think this album has a very punk feel in their like attitude and that they're like mad at things like this song's called nice shoes and want to fuck that we're about to hear and it's all about like i feel like you've used that before you're like my favorite pickup line i wouldn't know is nice shoes want to fuck? No, I've never said that in my life. You've not said that as a joke? No, it's not a funny joke. Okay, well, I'm sure I've heard you say something like that. Because no. when I saw it, it was familiar to me. No, that's something that's gone around in memes and stuff that I've seen before, but that's not my style. My pickup line is, oh, fuck, what was it? It was a Cannibal Corpse pickup line that Adam came up with, and it was about murder. Does Adam like Ed Gein? No. Does Kent like Ed Gein? Yes. Would he have said nice shoes want to fuck? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because I feel like I've seen it or heard it before. And I think it's also something people have said and they just took it and used it for the title of this song. But it's about like... Well, to me, everything is one off. Nothing can be reused, clearly. (laughs) But it's about like... uh, Lust and being a whore, basically, or a slut world. And that's what this song is about. <laughs> Literally says things like, carve another notch in your bedpost, you whore. And then when I bought this album on the liner notes, they explained each song. I just now remembered this. And he wrote, I do not use the word whore to describe women. I am saying that both men and women subscribe to this behavior. Like, it was weird. <laughs> Just to be like, I am not misogynist. Do not come uh, at me, bro. Kinda. And that, the, the last line of this song is, uh, "When will you learn the difference between lust and love?" Romantic. <laughs> they have a this want to like be righteous, but it's disguised in this. <laughs> and I fucking love it. I do not like the lyrics most of the time. But, like, the kick drum, so fucking solid. The drummer is so fucking solid. If you watch live videos from them back in the day, they just faced each other. They didn't even look at the crowd. Yeah. It was just about them. It's fucking weird. They've got a very pompousness about them, it seems, while making it sound like this. This feels chaotic to me. This part rules. And it's heavy. It's really fucking heavy to me. Is this the Nice Shoes Wanna Fuck song still? Yes. Or did we move? Okay. I can't keep any of this fucking shit straight because I can't understand what's being said. I don't really know either. Besides a few lines here and there. I read them in preparation for this podcast and I was like, oh yeah, these are weird. I read them in preparation H for my asshole. Difference. Oh, I love this kick and snare thing that he just keeps doing. Until then, but. 
Here we go. We're going to get Donnie Darko again. <laughs> We're going to get Jakey G again. Zodiac. Wasn't that? Wasn't he in that movie Zodiac? Yes, he was. I saw that movie. I don't have anything against Jake Chillenhall. I just have things against people who think this movie is everything. Do you put it on the same level as like Nightmare on El- or Nightmare Before Christmas? He stabbed my mom four times. In like emo world, it's my favorite movie. Kind of. I just. Uh, you should just let it go. All right, I'll let it go. It's called I Wish You the Best. I forget what the comparison was. It was Donnie Darko to what? Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas was a childhood thing that people enjoyed, and it was different, so you, it was kind of like neat to like something that was different. I feel like Donnie Darko is a little... It's fine on its own, but I feel like people did this like pretentious thing with it. Raised it up a little higher than it needed to be. Yes. And then, I don't know, maybe it had a hand in the upkick of emo shit because it came out in 2001. I think it did. I would say this. I could still watch Nightmare Before Christmas and appreciate it for its art and still think it's good. Maybe not for me, but still say it's still good. Yeah. I watched Donnie Darko and I think I'd be like, ugh, ooh, boy. My favorite part is that. Fun Pat- you? <laughs> is that Patrick Swayze is a child molester. Oh, he was. I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to China, bitch. That's what I remember. She's like, fuck you. No, she isn't. She like, isn't like, chut, chut up. Oh, it's chut up. <laughs> Oh, this part rules. Getting that fucking chaos sound by scratching the pick on the strings. <laughs> I wonder it's if this like is gonna. Spiders, man. I bet this is another thing that my sister picks up. Because she seems to pick up heavy music from you and Kent from the podcast and such. Because she likes heavy music. And I wonder if this is going to trickle. To Beth, I bet she'll like it. It's, it's a good album. It's too much for me. It's a good album. I could have given you the next album, which is a little more polished. It's called, you know, Judas Goats and Diesel Eaters. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. Is it longer? I think it is. Is it more of a basic, structured I think so. album situation? I this think is so. the first album. Yes, this them. is their first release. That's when they were young boys. Little men. They were in their 20s, you said, though. Something right? like that, I think. Okay. All right, so we just listened to I Wish You the Best. So we're going to move on to the next song, which is called And By Best, I Mean Worst. <laughs> They're so clever. I think this is just... How I wish. Yes, this is just a How Donnie I wish you the best. With a... How I wish you the And Bob Dylan singing Pink Floyd. <laughs> With you. <laughs> yeah, this is just a bunch of noise and a Donnie Darko thing. This is when he's yelling at Patrick Swayze. Because Swayze is like a... Oh, he's like a fucking... I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> and there's a fat kid that's like, I'm not afraid. 
yeah, this was a surprising role for Mr. Swayze because he didn't usually act in serious roles where he was not really a good person. Take a karate lesson, and the next time he tries to do it, you kick him in the balls. Jesus Christ, it just gets harder and heavier. <laughs> Even though the first song for me was a lot, but. The first song definitely opens up like, this is what this is. If you aren't into this, you're not going to like any uh -huh. of the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I first found it, it was online. It was like on their website. You just could like, you had to download the song to fill up the bar. Oh, yeah. Play. So it took like 12 minutes to hear the one song. Mm hmm. And I was at the Batesville Public Library, and it started playing through the headphones, and I was just like, oh, what did I just find? <laughs> and then I found out that they're part of the hardcore scene, and I wasn't really a hardcore kid. And, like, I didn't like hardcore kids because hardcore kids did that, like, karate moshing stuff. Those awesome dance moves. Yeah, and they wore, like, tight pants. I used to remember making fun of kids wearing tight pants, and they did their hair in that dumb fucking in-their-eyes way. Emo, yeah, baby. Or, yeah, but it was like Screamo. Mm-hmm. I think you could almost put this as like the heaviest Screamo band because of the way they scream. But the music they play is too fucking heavy for me to ever call them that. So do you think that this is called beating a dead horse because it's just the same fucking shit over and over again? And it's just not like balls to the wall. Not the music. It's about society. <laughs> How dare you get introspective and turn it on itself? <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I I appreciate the shortness of it too because like I dying fetus albums I could take like half of them off. Even though there's usually only like eight. But you, you love dying get, fetus, right? I love them, but you get the point in four to five songs. And usually there's like four songs that are bangers, and then the rest are just kind of filler. Okay. And sound like every other one, and then you're like, ah, it should have just been this four. So I like it when this album comes in, and it's just like, I like every fucking song on this. I don't think any of them are weak. I can discern all of them from each other. Sure, I have the ear for that, but I can listen to certain Slayer songs, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Is it off of this album? I don't remember. But if I hear any song of this album, I will say, oh... That's Ed Gein, and it's this fucking album. I'm not going to be able to tell you the song title, because I can't tell you the song title of anything, but... Skibbity-bop, skibbity-bop, skibbity-bibbity-bibbity-bop. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they're definitely screaming in a way that is not... Healthy for <laughs> the throat. They're just going crazy. It's balls to the wall. Which might also help that they're... Uh, all three are taking vocal duties, you know? Hey... You scream one sentence and then you get a break and don't take three off and I'll scream one and then he screams one. I feel like I'm brewing a duty. You brewing a duty? I think so. Well, what do you? What is this monstrosity? Ha ha! That's the title of the last song. It's poop. Which fades in with my favorite album on the riff from the earlier song. It is the same riff, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I fucking love it. I wonder why they did that. I don't know, but it's cool. Because they fade out on that riff on the song earlier, and then they fade in with this one. But this is... Is this really a song? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about to kick in here. It's like... 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> you look so... You're so smiley and happy. I and... love this fucking album, unabashedly. Well, I'm glad that you like it. Unabashedly. Bitch, bash your head. Yeah. I, I fell in love with this album when it came out. I had to special order it from some weird website and waited like a month to get it. And it came in like all brown packaging. It was weird. It's like well, it was a porno DVD. I feel like the vibrations or something is about to push something out of me in a brown package. <laughs> I remember, okay, you were talking about Damien earlier. I remember one time we were when it was still Cadbury Spasm and we were like, Kent and I would always be like, yeah, we want to sound like, you know, like a little bit of Ed Gein in there too. And I don't think Damien had ever actually heard him and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kent and I are there, and we're helping him clean something up, and we put Ed Gein on. And he goes, what the fuck is this? And we were like, Ed Gein? He's like, it's fucking awful. This is Ed Gein? We are like, you don't think this rules? And he's like, no, it's fucking awful. Turn it off. <laughs> but I love it. See stuff like that. He is Cadaveri Spasm. Yeah, the, I, I, the, there's some connections, yeah. so it's surprising to me that he I, doesn't like it. I really think it's the vocals. If it would have been a guy going, like, low, instead of that high shriek, I think he would have been more into it. Oh, you think that's the, his biggest turnoff, probably? I really think so. Yeah. Okay, so that was the song, What Is This Monstrosity? But we have a secret track. It's by a... It's a cover. It's a cover. Did you know the cover? Uh, I read it because I barely heard it the first time. I thought I heard it, but I guess I wasn't listening close enough because right. I was kind of cleaning up the kitchen. <laughs> and then after I read about it and uh, then listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. This is clearly uh, it's a, a cover song. by Nirvana. And it should be coming up any second now. As soon as it comes in. Just I, in time for someone to start mowing. Yeah, I didn't really look up when the song you need to mow. comes in. Here it goes. I do need to mow. Here we go. It's less produced than the rest of the album. It's definitely got a thinner sound to it, and you can hear the vocals a little easier. That sounds like an emo scream to me, way more than the early rest of the album. But I think they did a Nirvana cover on the second album, too. Really? Yeah. They're Nirvana fans, Michelle. Is this Breed? The song? Yeah. No, it's... Uh, the Very Ape? Yeah, Very Ape. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to hear Very Ape after this version? Because I, I would like to as well. Now, this is where I will say... So it looks like they covered Breed as well, is what you were talking oh, about. Because okay. that's the majority of what comes up. Really? Is the Breed cover, oh. yeah. I will say this. Ed Yeen needs production. Because if this album sounded like this the whole time, I don't think I would have been as near into it. It needs to have that full depth. It sounds like madness because of the vocals. It sounds bad. It's hard to hear. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like someone just flipping out. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really sound yeah. like someone is singing. Someone is being strapped to a bed as they lose their mind because <laughs> someone is possessing them. And that someone 
is the devil. Is the ghost of Kurt Cobain with a hole in his fucking head? It could have. It's possible. All right, let's listen to Very Ape now by Nirvana. Ooh, it's very different so far. <laughs> this is so much. Oh, this is so much better for me. Did you just did you feel relief? At first, it was kind of jarring because it was something so different that I had to kind of get comfortable into it. But yeah, this is so much better. <laughs> Even though I'm, I've never been a big Nirvana person, some songs are I'm okay with. Like I don't hate everything they've done, but I've just never been a big fan. I have a feeling I'd like Nirvana more than I tell myself. They're more poppy than... Uh, for someone who's talked against not wanting to be pop so much, Nirvana was pretty poppy with... And he's sharpening his claws on your... Hey! Your whatever you call that. What do you call that? That's a bass cab, Michelle. Oh, the cab. That's what I mean. These cats will put their claws in everything. So, yeah, Dave Grohl is very... A lot of stuff he does is... I mean, nothing against it, because it's not easy to write a pop hit, but... Yeah, he's all about it. He writes very digestible music for the masses. For sure. So, to... I I don't know if you would like Nirvana as much. I think that Nirvana is more punk than... Foo Fighters, though, right? Yeah, they are. So I think that's what I'm looking for, is because I tried to get into the Foo Fighters, and it was like, I was hoping this was going to be a little down. more of an edge. Not a total, because I, I don't know why I like Dave Grohl so goddamn much, but I do. Uh, I, th- I think most people probably get that. It's the whole thing where some people are just special, and you can just feel it. <laughs> Everyone around them knows. You see it. They just have <clears throat> this drive and this ability. And he seems genuine. And so he, he seems kind and he gives back and he he's just he got hurt and he didn't cancel the rest of his tour like most everyone else would. He just had to make him a throne. <laughs> he didn't even not finish the show. He came yeah, back. That's right. He came back and finished the <laughs> so show. I'm here. My leg's broken, but let's do this. And he just seems like ah! such. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think he's an easy person too just like in general but we are officially finished with that album and we are now to the part of the podcast already what are we at time wise i want to know 42 minutes Ooh, we are this is like a short and sweet all end episode it is uh that was that was fun that was a rhinestone (laughs) like a rhinestone rhinestone trucker that's right (laughs) like a rhinestone cowboy popped in my head i was off rhinestone trucker so we are to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. It sounds like madness. It fits the episode because it's been madness and chaos the whole time. It all is like madness. It's time to do some questions. Okay. So Sam, why did you choose this? Because it was time. It was time. I don't know. I've been holding on this album for a long time and it just felt felt like it was a... Uh... It almost felt like it was blocking other ideas at this point because I've been holding on to it for so long. It's like when I think of an album, so it, would just, like, it would always be like, Ed Gein, no, think of something else. Now I can't think of something else because all I thought it was Ed Gein. So like the tartar in my arteries, it put a blockage Absolutely. in your head. All right, that works. Like the burger in my arteries. 
Uh, there's a burger stuffed there's an in there. There's burger in one of my arteries. What do you think I thought when you provided me with Sir Ed Gein? Uh, here we go. Metal again. Fuck. Here we go. Metal again. Fuck. Yeah, I just think you're just like, eh. <laughs> uh, I can't say my judgment prior to listening to it was something similar to that. Because I've said it time and time again. I, I, which I mean, it's what you like. You, you've always been a, a punk and metal dude, so it makes sense that you're going to give me things that you like. But you like so much more. <laughs> but of course, that if this is your, this is your uh, these are the lane, I actually listen. To. Yeah, so it makes sense for you to give it to me. Um, so I wasn't excited, but <laughs> I knew it was also time. <laughs> You've heard me talk about this band. Yeah, I have. Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do agree that I think that it wouldn't have gone over as well before. But also, again, as I've said, it's much more digestible in such small tastes that it's much again, uh, Thank you, Oliver. You would rather listen to this album in its entirety than listen to Symphony X in its entirety. Yes. Because you're in and out faster. I wouldn't. And it's less indulgent. Even if I think you'd have less eye roll moments, even though you got the Donnie Darko parts. Oh yeah, I think so. I agree. <laughs> even with Oliver the Rock and Roll Cat screaming at me and telling me that I'm wrong in the background, yeah, he loves Ed Gein. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> he's he's a little fucker. So how many times did you listen to this? I listened to this about seven times. That makes sense. It's so short. I for I listened to all but the last song, Jesus, yeah, which includes the Nirvana cover. Uh, I listened to that. Before the podcast was recorded yesterday, and I started it and got that those two tracks and then two full listens in in what forty minutes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, and I'm super grateful for that. But I personally, I got my three in. I want to say this: I listened to the hidden track maybe twice. I always stop it before mm-hmm. the hidden drag. That's fair. Yeah. Thank dude. you, dude. What do you? What is your deal? I don't know. I pick him up to like put him near the microphone. He never makes a goddamn noise, but he's talkative right now. He sure is. I know where he's at. So he's probably behind the. Yep, he's right behind you. Okay, so uh, least and most favorite songs as far you as you don't even m- know for yourself, do you? I have an idea. Yeah. Okay, so we can do this. Um. I have an idea. Okay. Uh, but as far as what you would choose, I have no idea. So my guess is that your least favorite is, and by best I mean the worst, or by best I mean worst. Yeah, I'm going to choose that. Basically, because it's not even really a song. It's just noise with Donnie Darko. It's it's noise in another Donnie Darko clip, because yeah. we haven't had enough of those. Yep, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think my least favorite is? I don't is? know, the same thing, because it's just noise in a Donnie Darko clip. I'll go with that as well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Even though initially, There's when I listened noise. to it, it was going to be the first song, because I felt that it did jar me so much. And Please turn this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> it's down. I know, but it's the I don't. I just can't. Yeah, I have a weird feeling pressure. in my ears and head right now that it's not. I'm not a fan. Uh, yeah, it was going to be the first one because it really set the tone for me. So I felt like it was much less enjoyable, I guess, because it always had that initial jolt to me. 
but no, it would be that. Even though it's not really a song, it's it's a track, and it can kiss my ass. Your most favorite song? God, I have no idea. My, it's the whenever the song is that has that. Uh, is it the second track? The Marble Man is a douchebag. Is that the one that has that breakdown that you like so much? Are you talking about the riff that goes? Yeah. Oh, you mean this? Is that the Marble Man is a douchebag? Yes, it is. Is that your favorite? Yes, it is. <laughs> Just because of that fucking riff. It's. I mean, I'll give it to him. It's not a bad riff. I love that fucking riff. All in all the chaos. That's just to slow down and just go down, 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 and the drums are just cha, da, cha, da, cha, da, It is a nice break from all of the madness. Yeah, I love it. But my second very close favorite is the first song. <laughs> you suck at life, and I don't mean the board game. It just sets the tone. I love the very beginning when it's like with the snare and it's just like mm-hmm. it just fucking goes it just sets the tone but that one riff from the Marlboro Man is a douchebag he's a it's fan it's too good it's too good what do you think my most favorite song is who the fuck knows well, what, what's can... the, okay hold on hold on hold on uh, I wish you the best no I'm going to go with the Marlboro Man as a douchebag because it it feels a little more digestible for me because it's heavy, but it's still, it's slower. I feel like so much of this album is so fast that that is enough to be, like, push it out of my lane. I can handle heaviness if it's not just, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, how old were you when you first started listening to this album? We were seniors. You were, oh, oh yeah, we, that's right. You and I are the same age, yeah, aren't we? are in the same grade. So, senior, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, maybe a junior year the year before, but I think a senior. Okay. Because we were in C-Rides class. Mm-hmm, we were in that, that computer, computer lab. lab. So, senior. And I always tried to get a seat next to you. And this album came out when? 2001 no 2003 i'm sorry 2003 2001 was uh donnie darko so yeah 2003 so i was probably there that would have been right when it came out almost yeah because our senior year we graduated 2004 first half of our senior year was in 2003 i've been listening to it since this motherfucker came out and how did you feel about it once you first listened to it loved it hooked me immediately that's right because you said you heard that first song and you were like i heard that first song and when it went <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm fucking in because I just started getting into like real heavy stuff too. And your balls dropped. Yeah, they did. Your senior year of high school. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Plop, plop. <laughs> they went, plop, 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 plop. I remember one time, um, Michael F was his name. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Lanky kid, goofy kid. Mm hmm. I remember one time he called over to the house to ask me a question about like balsa wood and super glue. Okay. And he was like, hey. And Bob picked up and he goes, hey, the Sam there. This is Michael Blank. And Bob goes, hey, Sam, it's that Michael kid. And boy, did his balls drop. <laughs> 
So how was it when you got on the phone with him? Was uh, he embarrassed? I don't think he said anything. You know, Michael, he was probably just like, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of me by uh, senior year. <laughs> Why you got to be such a bitch all the time? <laughs> by the way, Mel is going to say that to you on his episode. Mm-hmm. He was. To bring up the classic. To burn me. Phrase. And he didn't do it. I'm I think he, he forgot. But even if he remembered, I bet he couldn't have gotten it out. That one time he tried to say fuck you to you because of the fuck you melt. He got it out. <laughs> it was just adorable. <laughs> That's all. Okay, would you recommend this album today? I got shit. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I do. This album fucking rules. <laughs> Alright. I would never listen to it again. I as far as rating it, Oliver Rock and Roll Cats, I don't like it per se. Okay. But I don't think it's bad. Okay. So I don't feel, I feel like I still need to give it some credit for what it is. All right. Even all right. though I don't like the Donnie Darko stuff at all. I'm going to give it a four out of 10, all of our rock and roll cats. Four out of 10. Nice. Even though I didn't necessarily, I don't, that's not a, I enjoy it four out of 10, but that's, I feel like it's, it deserves, like it a, four deserves a four out of 10. four out of 10. Do I get to do this? If you want to. I feel like, yeah. Sure, go for it. I give it 10 out of 10. (laughs) No, I don't. Nine. Take out the Donnie Darkos. And if you did, it'd be goddamn perfect. I think uh, it definitely lost a few points. Even if I loved it, but hated the Donnie Darko stuff, I think the highest I could have given it was a seven. Yeah. So giving it a four is kind of high, but whatever. Gotcha. That's fair. Uh, Describing this album in one word. I will say stressful. Nice. I like that. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> well, that's it with this Ed Gein album. Will you say the yeah. title, Sam, again one it's more time? It's a shame that a family can be torn apart by something as simple as a pack of wild dogs. It is a shame. It is a shame. So dot, what's dot, next dot. week? So the next thing that I'm giving you is something you are familiar with. This is, a, this is another us... Oh. Uh, revisiting an artist okay but it's it's a little different we will be listening to the album freak out by the mothers of invention oh nice fuck yeah so so it's we've done fiona apple twice this is technically us doing frank zappa twice one me one you yes nice here's the but we'll be listening to the mothers of invention all right before he broke off and was just frank zappa (laughs) Yeah. So a good album. Freak that out. It? That's it. All right. Thank you done. for listening, everyone. We love you so much. I'm going to go make poop and uh, listen to Ed Gein if you want to. Yeah. This is from the next album, Bad Luck, or an album called Bad Luck. Here you go. That's what we're going to go out on. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. We love you so much. We'd give you hugs and kisses. Sounds- I can because I'm vaccinated. <laughs> this song is called Captain Shit. That's that. Oh, wow. That's, I'm about to uh, be captain shit of that toilet. Enjoy yourself. Bye. Bye. Like farts over here.